that our farmers are facing. The drought is very bad. The forecast for the winter ahead is not good. Uh, no, it's been terrible and for a long time and it's great to see everyone in Brisbane getting behind this. Fiverr for a farmer next Friday, your school, your workplace, your kindy, a lot of kindies getting involved. Dress up like a farmer, donate $5, and we're going to try and get everything uh, to these farmers through Rural Aid. The details are on our website, hit105.com.au. And you have to register there as well, because we're going to give you details about what you do with the money after and everything. So please register your school there, have a chat with the principal. Uh, We're going to chat to someone right now uh, who is from Cobra, New South Wales. Um, She's from Rest Down Station. She is in the middle of all of this and is dealing with it firsthand with the mental health side of things as well. Her name is Sheena. She joins us. Good morning. Good morning. Now, Sheena, I believe your family has been in the farming industry for many, many years. Yeah, no, we, uh, four generations, the Gefford family have been into farming, yeah. Is this the worst you've seen? Yeah, yeah, no, it is the worst by far. I've never seen it as dry. We've never ran out of water like this or had to feed stock. Um, Yeah, it's bad. How, how much rain exactly have you had? So um, up to date um, for the year, we've had 25 millimetres. And since 2016, um, about October 2016, we've had 150 mil of rain. Yeah. Right. So that's like less than a teaspoon or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> we've, just, not good. we've just put a photo up Um that is from you, of one of your sons trying to feed stock. Um, we put it on the Hit 105 um, Instagram page. Yeah. That is yeah. horrific. How do your, how are your kids dealing with that? Well, I've got four little boys under the age of six. That day in Pacific um, was a Saturday, and my little boy, my six-year-old, had his, one of his really good friends, Hugh's birthday parties in town we were supposed to go to. Um and he was nearly in tears watching, you know, his father out feeding and he was trying to help him as best he could and sort of pick all the lambs up, you know, their mothers, you know, were down and the, if it wasn't a goanna, it would be a crow sort of pecking their eyes out before they could even get back up yeah. after lambing. Um, so my six-year-old turned around and said, Mum, I can catch up with you any time, but I'm going I'm to help Dad. I'm going to stay home and help Dad. Like, so he, he's actually, literally, he's holding the feed in his hand. The the animal yep. can't even stand up, and he's bending down, holding it in front of the mouth of this this poor animal. Yeah, yeah. No, it's heartbreaking. Like, I've got, you know, I've got my little boy sometimes crying himself to sleep, thinking that we're going to lose, you know, our farm because everything's dying and, you know, we don't have any water. Like, mm. we're out of water like everyone else, and... I mean, it's it's not as bad for us yet, but I mean, come Christmas time, we've got enough feed pretty much till then. But I don't know about water. Um, Yeah, it's not not good. It's not good for everyone. Well, that sort of stress to live under twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. That's got to be tough on everyone's mental health out there, and it's got to be. Oh, it is extremely tough. And farmers, you know, in general, the male figure is a very proud, you know, proud person. They've Mm. seen father, their grandfather works, you know, hard. So they're not one to complain and they're not, you know, one to ask for a handout or, or you know, go into town and see a counsellor. But, yeah, things are bad and, yeah, it's it's sort of a hard situation. I mean, we're not going to be the first ones to put a hand up, but it's that bad now. It's, 
sort of, what else can we do? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You've, um, uh, unfortunately, you've lost people quite close to you through all of this, haven't you? Yes, yes. No, yeah, we've lost, yeah, people that we know and, um, you know, I, we know families that, you know, wives have walked out of and um, they sort of can't take the pressure anymore. Mm. Um, I mean, it's not easy. You're isolated, especially where we are. You know, husband, he leaves in the dark before you're sort of up with the kids and he gets home a lot of the time when you're asleep with, you know, the kids are asleep so the kids can go, you know, weeks without seeing their father because of the drought. Like, it's, you know, especially in our situation, for me to drop the kids off at school and come home and pick them up again, it's 280 k. Wow. So by the time we get home, like, even on weekends, there's, Unless you're out feeding stock and half the time you're in, you know, different paddocks to try and get it sort of done quicker, you're not really seeing, you know, you're not having that family time. The kids aren't seeing their father. Can I... It's terrible. Can I ask, the the number for Lifeline, uh, of course, is 13, 11, 14. Is it Mm -hmm. a case of, because how bad this is going, and as you said, no, not until now are people actually talking about it, is it that thing where... Some people, like wives, go out for the day. They come home and they don't know what they're coming home to. Like, are people that stressed about the, the yeah, mental I think, health? Yeah, I think in a lot of cases they are. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, my husband's quite a happy-go-lucky, not much worries him, um, you know, to be worried. But a lot of the time, it's, you know, it's when they go quiet, you know, when they're not saying much that, I mean, like, the whole point is we go hours, you know, days without seeing each other. But the whole point of knowing that at the end of the day, like, it does put a smile on, you know, my husband's face when kids, you know, if they happen to be still awake, that they run out and see their dad, you know, who's yeah. bud. And all he wants to do really is just have something to eat, jump in the shower and go straight to bed. Yeah. Which then again, that makes it hard on the, on the wife because, you know, they've had no one to talk to but, you know, these little children all day mm. and... Yeah. All they do is sort of, you know, talk to their husbands, but yet he's too buggered. So, like, everything takes its toll. Like, I mean, like, how long can you keep doing that for? Yeah. yeah. And we talk about, you talk about the isolation of being out there, and I always think, you know, the, the farmers are out there together. But yeah. how close is your, no, like, your closest neighbour, how far away are they? Um, so my closest neighbour would be about 20 k's, yeah. Mm. Yep. And, wow. yeah. In saying that, like, there's one farming sort of family with young kids. You know, they'd be probably about 25 k's away, um, and that's pretty much it for about 70 kilometres, like, in the way of, you know, the next generation coming on. Um, Hobart's very much a, a mining town, and, you know, like a lot of farmers around the district said, you know, go off and get a trade to their sons because of how bad they had to deal with things and the drought and the wool market. You know, they didn't want that life for their kids, so they sort of told them to go off farm for a while and a lot of them never returned because of, you know, that. Like, they were on good money and they didn't have the struggle. Mm. Yeah, of course. So it's just, it's affecting everyone. Like, the next generation, that's a scary thing. Like, you know, if they don't take it on, you know, like, then what hopes does Australia have? You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. all the farms disappear. Sheena, we really appreciate you coming on and and sharing your story with us this morning. Um, I think it's fantastic to share stories like yours so people know just how bad it is. So thank you so much. Thank you very much.